Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, the rookies have officially reported to camp. Football season has started, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the NFI list that came out today. And we'll also be doing a draft of the best trades in Patriots history. It's a heck of a show. So buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. We are back, and football season is officially upon us. Rejoice. One week. Let's go. One week here. It's crazy. You couldn't tell. You talk about it every week, but you couldn't tell from the weather that we actually had a summer. But I guess, I guess yeah. it helped us get quicker to football season. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I, I think, too, with the NHL and NBA playoffs going so long, usually there's a right. much you know longer gap, right? Five, six weeks before anything where you're just watching meaningless baseball games. Um, and now we, the NBA finals end last night, I'm not much of a big basketball fan, but I did watch last night. It was a great game and you get week, week, one week, and then it's football season. So, um, and then obviously the rookies reported today. So that's usually the first, that's like when the, in baseball terms, when they, the, the truck Pitching day, like that's yeah. truck yeah. day when the, when the rookies report, like it's here, but it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the rookies reported and three of them immediately got placed on NFI, which is just a very Patriots thing to happen. Like, don't get too high, guys, because you're not seeing these guys until next year. So we've, we've got a little bit to talk about before we get into the draft. Yeah. And our guest today joining us, if you're watching on YouTube, he, he looks like an egg, but he's not an egg. We promise he's a real person. Uh, Brian Phillips from SB Nation. Brian, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate uh, We always love talking to you. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. I'm thinking. I was thinking about maybe switching my screen name up to like Brian and then like nine numbers after it. Like Brian 91423. Uh, I am officially the troll of today's pod. Uh, just here strictly for trolling, pretty much. And that's you, well, I mean, I'm that's your usual That's your usual spot, isn't it? Right. <laughs> right. So uh, in keeping with the theme of my Twitter account, I am a, uh, a faceless egg with, uh, with some numbers after my name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's it's gonna be weird not talking Mac versus uh Cam with you, but you know, I think we'll we'll uh, we'll get we'll it. Sure, we're we might, a week we, away from that stuff. So we might have to. We'll find uh, a way. Like every you know every topic you know Patriots related topic is like one you know one turn around a corner away from a Cam Mac discuss you know debate. So good point. It's a good point. 
Uh, so Keegan did mention the NFI list came out today. Uh, two of them we expected to be on the list, Cameron McGrone, who we assume is going to be an injury redshirt this year and isn't going to be playing at all. Joshua Bledsoe, the safety, uh, was hurt. We don't know if he's going to miss the year or if he's going to start the year in the pup or if he's going to be able to come come in for training camp at all. Ramondre Stevenson was a little bit of a surprise, was kind of in and out of uh, OTAs and, you know, has a little bit of a hamstring issue and so starts on the NFI list. Now, just to clarify, the NFI list, they can come off anytime they want. It doesn't, there's not like, oh, they're on it for the next however many weeks. He could come off tomorrow if they wanted to do. It doesn't really matter. So, but it is an indication that he's not ready to participate in any drills yet. And so we'll see. This could be an, an early indication that he is going to take the Patriots typical route and be redshirted his first year as a running back. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 what they do with running backs that aren't first-round picks, really. The only ones that I can remember off the top of my head were Michelle and Maroney. They had pretty big roles year one, and they were obviously first-round picks. People forget right. Shane Vereen, James White, um, Damian Harris all took a similar route. Um, it, it's a little interesting, too, um, in, in terms of how much workload he'll get. The, the only running backs they have under contract through next year are um, Damian Harris, J.J. Taylor, and Ramondre Stevenson. So did they get him some work here to get his feet wet? Maybe you see him kind of like Damian Harris was active a few games his rookie year, didn't see much action. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. Like I said, I, I don't know. I, I think they'll they'll have that kind of that two-man room of Michelle and Harris. A lot of people think Michelle's on the way out, like kind of, you know, looking up at the depth chart, and maybe he could be. But I think today's news kind of solidifies his spot, at least for right now, that he'll have some sort of role in this team. And then, like Brian talked about today, and, and we're talking about before the show, um, James White's going to be on the field for you know a lot of the time. He's going to demand uh, a ton of targets. What's the stat, Pat? He's the only running back of the, over the last four years with at least fifty four targets a year. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know his role. It's, that's not going to change. Obviously, he's just here on a one-year deal, maybe a year-to-year thing. But um, yeah, interesting. Like I said, McGrone, me and Keegan called that one. We we'll probably talk about that until it's not a big he's deal. A, not a pro bowler, or if he's off the team in, in a year or two. But um, I think he can be a a guy in the middle of that defense in due time. Spags, don't don't sell our, us ourselves short. We're gonna induct him into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's gonna be me and you up there in Canton. Just we're gonna put that gold jacket on. We did call that one for for like weeks. That was the, that, you did months in it. advance. We hit it on the big board. Two so, of them. Yeah. Well, listen, I'll brag about it until I die because I don't I don't hit those things very often. So uh, yeah, but McGrone, I mean, he, I don't think he's gonna touch the field this year. Um, even if he didn't tear his ACL in November, like it, it was a long trek for him to get playing time yeah. on this in this linebacker core. So, um, you know, with him, it's not really a supri- surprise. Bledsoe, I believe he broke his wrist during senior bowl week. So, you know, depending on what happened with it, you know, you, there are about 50 different ways you can break a bone. Like he could be out anywhere from four weeks to four months, depending on what, what went wrong with that. And, and a fifth round safety, you know, you're not expecting much out of him. Right. Sixth round, I believe. Um, and then Stevenson, like you guys said, with, with a young running back, you're not expecting much out of him anyways. It's a crowded backfield. I think the what people got most excited about was, you know, kind of as injury depth, you know, if Sony goes down for a game, then he can step up and be the number two and they can constantly have that one-two punch, you know, on early downs. But who knows? Maybe it's a hamstring and he needs a couple weeks to, to get right and then he's good. So um, I think... I think that these were all expected moves and, you know, they're just going to kind of have to see what plays out with Stevenson with the other two guys, you know, it doesn't really matter what happens with them this year, to be honest. 
Yeah, I was I was excited to see Stevenson. Obviously, I I think he's a perfect fit for this offense. I was excited to see more what kind of passing chops he can show. Right, uh, whatever small glimpses we can get, you know, throughout training camp or you know if he. Uh, did somehow find his way uh, onto the 53-man roster this year and didn't, you know, catch the Foxborough flu or anything. Uh, would have been nice to see where he was because as a big, you know, as a big fella who reportedly has some nice soft hands, uh, those are the things I get excited about. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it, expecting any more than Patriots rookies going on NFI before training camp, if I was expecting any more than that, then, you know, shame on me. Yeah. It's funny. I've been talking to people about Stevenson this week, um, fantasy wise, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's a, you know big bruising back." And I'm like, well, "He is, but like, he's he's not. That's not just who he is, right? He's not three yards on a cloud of dust. He's not Antoine Smith, where he's just getting the ball and just running into the line. You know, he's like, he has quick feet. He has good hands. Like, there's a lot more to like than just that, right? And so, uh, you know, and he is a big guy and can run people over when necessary, but that's not like his whole game. And I think uh, I'm excited to see what happens with him. Of course, like you say, you know, we might have to wait till next year or later on, certainly in, in preseason to see what happens. Lest we forget the clips of him stonewalling tough Borland at the senior bowl. I mean, yes, that's sir. that was beautiful. Like I, I used I was posting those every five minutes on Twitter during the senior bowl week. So, <laughs> yeah. The guy, the guy can do a lot. It's just whether or not he's going to see the field anytime soon to right. to show people what he can do. Well, I think those guys that typically don't get redshirted are the guys that are really good pass blockers. So that was the only reason why I was yep. like, well, maybe he will see the field because of that, right? And Sony Michelle, who's in the last year of his contract, who the Patriots probably won't resign. But like a situation like LA, where Cam Akers gets hurt, unfortunately, just terrible injury, and you feel awful for the kid. But like now, there's a hole in that in that running backs, you know, in that, on that, on the depth chart there, maybe they want to take a chance on a guy like Sony Michelle and they'll send you a, you know, fourth round pick for him or something like that. The Patriots might say, okay, right. well, Stevenson seems like a kid that can play. We'll bring him in as our backup running back to Damian Harris and ship Sony Michelle off and get something for him. And let him, instead of just letting him walk at the end of the year next year, you're probably not going to get a comp pick for him because he's just not going to sign a big enough contract with anyone, um, you know, in, in a timeshare at best this year, no one's going to give him a big contract next year, regardless of, of really what happens. So, um, so there's a possibility there. I think that that, that could work. Um, but again, who the heck knows what's going to happen. Yeah. It definitely feels like a luxury that they were able to put him on the NFI. Like, you know, a lot of, if he was in a, another situation, who knows, you know, a little hamstring injury, like play through it and you'll be all right. But right. on this roster with this talent, uh, p- people are going to hate, to hear me say that, but there's a lot of talent on the offense. So uh, they're all right, you know, letting him sit out a couple of weeks and take his time getting, you know, into things. Agreed. Agreed. All right. You want to get into the draft? What do you think? Let's do it. All right. So this draft today, as I explained at the beginning, is a draft of the best trades in Patriots history. So this is a trade. Now, I've written an article about the Jimmy G trade and how it's turned into 37 different things and Damian Harris and Jared Stidham and so on and so on and so on and like eight different picks. That's not what we're doing, right? That's not what we're doing. We're doing a trade for a player. All right. Specifically for someone. So we traded something. Now you could trade a draft pick. That's fine. That's going to be a player for a player, but you're getting an actual human being in return, not just a draft pick. Okay. So trading up for Gronk in 2010 doesn't make the list because you're trading technically for a draft pick to then draft a player. 
So I believe the draft order is Spags. Again, Spags is like this, this luck. By the way, defending champion this week. Defending this champion, Pat Lane. Right here. That's right. Killing it last week. Uh, I, I'm shocked because I, I voted for myself. But if I, was a, if I was a member of the general public, I would have been voting for Spags. Uh, so, but hey, I'll take the win. I don't care how I, I don't care what happened. Um, but so that's what we got going on. So, uh, so it's Spags, Brian, me, and then Keegan. Of course, it will snake back. Uh, so right. Keegan will get back to back picks. All right, so Spags, why don't you lead us off, sir? Uh, with with your number one pick. For sure, the best trade in Patriots history. It's hard to um, really debate this one. Randy Moss. For a fourth round pick on April 29, 2007. Sucks he never won a ring here. Um, I think that's one of the most unfortunate things about his time here, but broke a ton of records, um, kind of changed that offense and and um was a joy to watch. So number one pick right there. I'm at the solid number one pick. I would like to mention, although it's not applicable, that is part of the greatest trade in the history of sports. Um, because they traded out of the first round that year to San Francisco. As a matter of fact, San Francisco drafted Joe Staley, which is a great a great uh, pickup for them. But they traded a fourth-round pick in the 2007 draft and a first-round pick in the 2008 draft. The fourth-round pick, of course, the Patriots traded to Oakland for Randy Moss. The first-round pick in 2008 became Gerard Mayo. So they traded a first-round pick for Randy Moss and Gerard Mayo. It worked out pretty good. Um, so And they ended up with a third-round pick, Sean Crable. Don't, don't worry about Sean Crable. But, but you know. <laughs> I mean, so, but Michigan legend, isn't that right, Brian? One hell of a trade. Yes, sir. So, all right, Brian, you, Uh, sir, are up with the second overall pick. I've got to debate greatest trade in Patriots history as much as I love Randy. Uh, Might be my favorite football player of all time. Um, The most important trade in Patriots history was not for a player on the field, gentlemen. It was for Mr. Bill Belichick. Oh, you you know, I was going to go bitch. with that, but I didn't know if I, if it would count. So let's ask for I forgiveness think, and not yeah. permission. I mean, exactly. For, yeah, right? exactly. And that's what this move is all about, right? <laughs> just, just you know, ask forgiveness later. Turns out they, they ended up working out the trade. Patriots, the biggest piece, obviously, in the trade is the 16th overall pick, which I think got packaged up and shipped off, uh, chopped into a million pieces. It turned into what Julian Peterson uh, at five overall and Jason. Webster, no, I'm, I'm pretty like sure that. it was Sean, Sean Ellis, Sean, Ellis. Sean well, Sean Ellis. I'm just tracking like the pick, the, the spider web of the picks, um, right. where everything ended up. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of, of guys involved, but the Patriots end up getting, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, and you know, things worked out fairly decently from then on. That's a pretty good trade. That one worked out. All right. You know what? Every that, week, that works. this this four straight weeks, I think that I'm gonna like sneak around you guys and get like a great and be like, "Oh, you guys are idiots!" And ever, I always end up no. getting screwed. So, yep. um, listen, this is tough. It's a <laughs> tough start for your boy. All right, so uh, I'm up with the third pick, and I'm gonna take number three on my list, uh, which you know it still works out to be a pretty good trade. In 2007, a restricted free agent with the Miami Dolphins, uh, Wes Welker had a second round tender and the Patriots said, you know what? We're going to package our second round pick and then throw in an extra seventh. So you trade us Welker. We don't have to go around the whole stupid. We'll give him a contract and everything else like that. So Patriots traded a second round pick and a seventh round pick for Wes Welker. And then he went on to put up, I don't know, like a thousand hundred yard, a hundred reception seasons. And unfortunately never won a ring either. Um, but did play in two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls actually lost them all, but over three, what are you going to do? So, but uh, Wes Welker. 
Yeah, so this is tough because th- there was like a, a serious top three, and then from there it's like who cares. Um, <laughs> so I got to get the best of the who cares. Um, my my first round pick, I'm going to go with Kyle Van Noy. You trade a sixth yeah. round pick to Detroit in the middle of the year for Kyle Van Noy in a seventh, so you moved back maybe 20, 30 spots, and you got a two-time Super Bowl champion, a guy who led one of the better defenses in the history – or was one of the leaders – of one of the better defenses uh, in your franchise's history. You ended up getting him back a couple years later. I mean, he's he's one of those guys where you look back at Dynasty 2.0, he's one of the pillars of of that dynasty. So I'm going to start with Kyle Van Noy, and then with my second-round pick, I'm going to have to go with Corey Dillon. They traded a second-round pick for him. They needed a running back. It was like the one thing that that 2004 squad didn't have, and they got one of the better ones in the NFL and – you know, he was great for the Patriots for a couple of seasons, 04, 05. Um, that one worked out pretty well. I think that's that's about as even a trade you can get. You get a couple of years of a really good running back for a second-round pick in the yeah. early 2000s. Um, good trade for both sides. So I'm going to go with Kyle Van Noy and Corey Dillon back-to-back. That's a great point. That's a great – both of those. I wanted both of those, but obviously can't get it. It's the way it goes. Uh, it, was the, uh, it was the right move. Uh, I – uh, I'm also going to go with a Super Bowl winner uh, for the Patriots. Made one of the biggest plays in their most recent Super Bowl, and that is Jason McCourty. Uh, the Patriots in 2018 traded a uh, six-round pick, very similar to the Van Noy deal, traded a six-round pick for McCourty and a seventh-round pick. Of course, went on to have um, a fantastic uh, 2018 season, You know, uh, including that pass breakup in the end zone. Um, and then... Of course, uh, you know, good 2019 season and a pretty good 2020 season. So, uh, Jason McCourty is my pick there. I believe that puts me on the clock, right? Uh, yep. Just from swag alone, uh, bringing in a guy like Aqib Talib has to make a list for me. I'm taking a Aqib Talib trade in, uh, for my second round pick. What did they end up giving? I think it was a, what, a fifth rounder for him. I don't even remember. A fourth um, to Tampa for Talib in a seventh. Yeah. There we Which go. Which is nothing. Uh, that, that works. Yeah, he uh, completely was – he was still towards the back end, obviously, uh, of the prime of his career. But he was nasty uh, in that Patriots offense. And uh, and you'll always remember the, the matchup problems that he created for uh, for for Bill Belichick's defense. So, uh, plus, he was, just, he was he, nasty. He, he, to leave he the changed man. the way they play defense, too, I think. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. It's yep. very important to have that number one corner, and they've had one ever since. So, he started – Yeah, sometimes. I mean – just he was just the, the soundbite alone. Yeah, I got Tom Bates on ball. He on my team. That that man is a walking soundbite. <laughs> Amazing. Just, I mean, you think about those teams before he got to New England. Like the, those defensive back groups were horrendous. Oh. Like, yeah. And and those years were the only times they didn't have a, a elite corner, and and he brought it back around. You know, like they had Law and Samuel, and then they had like. Sh- I don't even know who Terrence Wheatley. I keep saying Terrence Wheatley every week, but Terrence Wheatley was like the best corner they had for five years. Rosai and, and just uh, yeah, Rosai. Yeah, and then Tlaib brings it back. Sterling more his due, please. Okay. All right. <laughs> Lee Bodden was there for a year. Like Steve it was rough. Gregory. Lee Bodden actually had a decent year. Ellis the year Hobbs. Season. Ellis Hobbs. Ellis oh, Hobbs. God, oh, Steve. Steve Groans everywhere in New England. Like... Thank you, Tlaib. Thank you. Brutal. Um, All right. I think uh, I'm up. I have back-to-back back 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 picks there. 
Yeah, I'm going to go here with Corey Dillon, uh, second-round pick. They traded him in Spags. 2004. Spags, get, with, get with the program, bro. Corey Dillon I already was, picked Corey Dillon. Was, Did you? Uh, he's gone, sir. I'm having tough yeah. Wi-Fi here, so that's that's uh, <laughs> that's on me. Um, all right, well, I'm going to go with another Super Bowl winner. I'm going to go with the trade for Trent Brown the first time around. Uh, let's see what the details were here. Uh, Trent Brown for a fifth. Um, what was the swap they made? Or was it, was, it, a... it was 95 for Trent Brown and 143. It was a, yeah, it was a third to San Francisco for Trent Brown and, got, and, and the a pick fifth that, back. Yeah, that ended up being Jawan Bentley. That's Look right. That. Okay, so my dog. There you, go. you get Trent Brown back. Um, now I'm now I'm I'm sweating this one out because I have no idea uh, where <laughs> I'm gonna go because I thought I was getting Corey Dillon and staying um uh under the under the radar here. Ooh, this is tough. Um, I'm going to go with. Oh, God, you guys screwed me. <laughs> I might have to have someone else go first and then just bounce it back to me. I'm going to give up. I'm going to trade back here. I'm going to trade back. Talk Are you trading Minnesota? back? Oh, he's, I'm gonna he's, trade pulling back. A, he's pulling a Vikings and yeah, waiting. I'm going to trade back. Yep. All right. Okay. The time will, has ran I out. Take this opp- Absolutely. I'll take this opportunity. Now, I just. Oh, damn. I completely forgot the rule that you're not allowed to. If you trade a player for picks, does that count? No. No, you have to get like a player back in return. Uh, oh, okay. Well, technically, there was a player involved in the Chandler oh, Jones trade. Jesus Christ. Well, I can't out of here with that. No. Well, oh, so Chandler Jones for who is the guard they Jonathan got? Jonathan Cooper. Jonathan Cooper. Jonathan Cooper. Jonathan Cooper. Who can forget? John is <laughs> over. A couple of draft picks are thrown in the mix. And they just happen to turn into Malcolm Mitchell and Joe Tooney. You know, just so you know, it, Brian. Does that violate the, the rule? I don't know. The, no, that's fine. But the graphic's going to say Jonathan Cooper. Like, that's all it's going to say. So, <laughs> What else would you expect from a, an egg Twitter troll? Yeah, Brian127-9364 is, is back <laughs> yeah. No, Okay, all right. If we're going to take that back, if I'm going to give a realistic pick, I'll go with – I'll bring, bring in Big Ted Washington – Back, uh, okay. back in the heyday, uh, I think it was the fourth rounder. He spent he spent one year uh, as uh, basically the nice thing about having Ted Washington is you could play with ten players uh, because he was an entire defensive line. Um, that man, there was went... no two gapping. He was a three gap player by being on the field. He was the widest human being I've seen maybe ever. That's one of my favorite. So that was the 03 season, right? And, yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. And Vince, was Vince a rookie that year? No, it was uh, the year no, before. Vin- yeah, year before. So Vince was, Washington, I thought, well, I could have sworn Washington. Was he there for two years? years? I, I think, yeah. He no, was he didn't. He's, he was only oh. here for one year. And then he signed with the Raiders the next year. I could have sworn Gross. it was him talking to uh, talking to Vince. But I, I forget who he was talking to. But he someone was talking trash before the game. And you know whatever player the Carolina was, game right was getting all hot and bothered, and Washington's like, "Hey, walk away, shut up. We do our talking yeah. on the field. Shut up." And just and he just like kind of was like, "All right, there you go, Ted. That man, dude. I got like you know, I'm at all the games, so I got there early one day, and I walked down like just just like the front row. I'm just in the front row of the stands, and he's walking, and I'm like, that is the largest human being I've ever seen in my entire life. He <laughs> was an absolute monster, and." Uh, he was unbelievable. Lest we forget, the Denver Broncos drafted Ted Washington as a middle linebacker, and he got so big that he became like one of the original nose tackles on those those Broncos teams. What? Yes, yeah. I That's have unbelievable. a. 
I have a football card from when I was a kid that someone gave me, and it's Ted Washington, middle linebacker, Denver Broncos. It's the funny I, I didn't believe it was the same guy, but it is. It's, Are you that's sure? Who it is? Oh, swear to God! Wow. All right. Well, there you he go. We're like number so, fifty-two. I'm up now, right? Because I traded back. Yep. You want it back? I traded back, so I'm up. You traded back. I got nothing in return. Okay, I got one. I got one. I'm gonna go with. I got Dion Branch in return. I'm gonna do the second the second time they traded for him back after they okay. got rid of Randy. Uh, fourth round pick, get okay. Dion Branch back. Um, that was Tom Brady's guy for a long time. People forget that uh, Super Bowl MVP. So I'll go with Dion Branch 2.0. Okay, Dion Branch 2.0. I like it. That's a good one. Uh, I'm caught here because there are two guys that I want. I know Keegan's probably going to take one of them because he sucks. And so... Um, That's right. Oh, man, the value is so good on both of them. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt for a seventh round pick. LeGarrette Blunt, by the way... Uh, Traded in again doesn't count, but inside of the Jamie Collins trade, Cordero Patterson, Jamie Collins trade, they trade back from 29. They get a second, third, fourth, and seventh round pick. The second, of course, was Jamie Collins. The third was uh, uh Logan Ryan. The fourth was Josh Boys. Don't worry about that. And then the seventh, they traded to Tampa Bay for LeGarrette Blunt. Blunt, of course, uh, did well with the Patriots, pretty well with the Patriots while he was here. Uh, that had a little stint in uh, in Pittsburgh before he got caught smoking a little, little of the uh, wacky tobacco and ended up back here afterwards. Uh, but I loved I love Blunt on this team, um, and so LeGarrette Blunt is my pick. LG traded for the fastest man alive, Jeff Demps. People forget. Oh yes, preseason right. legend. Good point. Um, Terrible. So I got I got back to back picks here. It's starting to get real gross uh, in terms of. Turns of trades. I'm I, I'm gonna go with Martellus Bennett. I think it might be a little early, but oh, early! It's the you... last round. No, I got this. I got another one right after this. Well, I mean, like, yeah. I could have made him after. You know what? <laughs> Listen, Martellus Bennett, a fourth to Chicago for Bennett in a sixth. They lost Gronk that year. Like I don't think people yeah. remember that without Martellus Bennett, they probably don't make it to the Super Bowl because he he played such an important role. Like in that AFC Championship game, the blocking when they were running all over the Steelers and throwing quick slants all over the place and just yep. bullying the old man that ended up retiring after that year. Um, just, he, he was a very important part of that team that, that people forget about. Um, and he speaks glowingly of the Patriots, which is nice. Cause you don't hear that out of guys who only spent a, a cup of coffee here. It's quite true. Um, and then with my last pick, I'm going to go with Cordero Patterson just because yeah. <laughs> He, nice. he rocked the greatest chain in the history of professional football. And he also was, I mean, he's the only kick returner, Bethel Johnson, I guess, but like the only kick returner that ever mattered in New England, um, that ever made a difference. And he was Josh McDaniel's wet dream. You know, he, he had a guy to give end arounds and line up in the backfield and, you know, run on wheel routes and, and do all that crazy stuff. So back to back, Martellus Bennett and Cordero Patterson. Okay. All right, I like it. I I kind of hate that, but you were gonna take Blunt, so I was like, you know what? I have to have Blunt over Bennett. I love the Bennett trade as well. Um, you know what? I'm kind of I'm kind of glad you took him because I would have had two running backs, so mm, I got a well-rounded mm. team now. It's a good point. It's a good point. Well, I am gonna go um, with an actual wide receiver as opposed to Cordell Patterson, <laughs> a, a player who actually played wide receiver, um, and that is Brandon Cooks. Patriots traded a set uh, a first round pick in 2017 for Brandon Cooks, and of course traded him again. Uh, for a first-round pick in 2018 
Um, he's a guy who was a Pro Bowl caliber player when he was here. I mean, he's, he just all he does is catch sixty-five passes and go for a thousand yards every single year, and he keeps getting traded every single year. My theory on why he keeps getting traded every year is because he's not a true number one receiver. Like the, the you know, you don't trade a first round pick for a guy unless he's Stephon Diggs level. And Brandon Cooks ain't that. He's a good player. He's just not he's not that valuable. But he's gonna get you a thousand yards every freaking year, which he's done every single year of his career, except for twenty nineteen in Houston, where I think he was hurt. So like beyond that year, he's gone for like a thousand yards every single year. He did it with the Patriots, and of course unfortunately got hurt um, at the beginning of that Super Bowl and I think would have helped the Patriots now. I mean, they didn't lose because of their offense, but still, um, you know, would have helped the team, I think, um, perhaps win in 2017. But Brandon Cooks, my pick there. So real quick, before we move on, I was going to pick Brandon Cooks, and then I remembered the picks that the Patriots traded to New Orleans became Ryan Ramchek and Trey Hendrickson, who are both like Pro Bowl-level players. Um so it's a it's a tough swing on the other end, and and the Patriots got a fourth back, and I believe that was Antonio Garcia, who played zero snaps for the Patriots. So the around Cooks, tough trade for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, you know what are you gonna do? Good I pick mean, though. Pat. No one's I mean, gonna see it on the graphic. Would they? Would they have? Would they have drafted those guys though? Absolutely not. They would have. So, they would have picked Antonio Garcia in the first round. I mean, and you know, it's tough. So there you go. Anyways, all well, right, uh, Brian, back to you. Oh, I'm wait a second. Wait a second. Does Spags get – no, Spags doesn't get this pick. Brian no. gets his pick and then Spags. Okay. Well, I'm in real trouble here. Uh, <laughs> I just had my, my roster just absolutely gutted. We are uh, – I mean, we're scrambling over here right now. Um, I might need to hit the uh, the Vikings button. Well, Brian, real quick. Twice? Yep. I'm not gonna give him a pick, but I just I just gotta. <laughs> There's some beef, some serious beef left on the board. A thick boy that you might be interested in. Just, just letting you know. Oh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank too. So, uh, like, uh, we're no fighting idea. it right here. I literally have nothing else on my. On my Seal versus Saliga. No, it's it's Danny Shelton. That's damn it. Time. Okay, so it's take that one because I, I got I got another one of mine. So I can't pick right. only three hundred and fifty pound defensive tackles. <laughs> like I've I've brought up Ted Washington, now Danny Shelton, and Silver Saliga. So like, or single <laughs> Salinga. I've got to add. I've got to diversify. <laughs> like I'm you gonna go. go with Akeem, the... I'm gonna go with Akeem Ayers. Uh, Akeem Ayers like was a big, like big time underrated edge guy for that 2014 uh, defense. When did they bring him in? Like it was week four or five. It felt yeah, like, like I, I don't. Yeah, know. they got him from from Tennessee for like nothing, and nothing. he was like a solid. He was a solid role player for them, like a solid role. And he went off and got a pretty. He good got a contract. contract. Yep. Yeah, I think the Giants gave him gave him some. Good I liked money. him. I liked him a lot here. Him and they they actually signed him and Jonathan Casillas. Like yep. same off season, just right off the Patriots roster. Yep, that's true. So Akeem Ayers. So all take right, a, all like right. a real thick front seven going on here. That's right. So take us home. So this is going to be fun on the graphic because people are going to be like, "What are you thinking?" And this obviously ticked Brady off. But I'm going to have to say the Logan Mankins trade. As much as a head scratcher was at the time, it turned into Tim Wright, 
and a 2015 fourth rounder who hey had a pretty big Super Bowl, Trey Flowers, who is now a very rich man. Um, Tim Wright had a decent year when he was here, um, and I believe yeah, and Gronk went down that year, so he did have he caught a couple touchdowns. I think he was a. I'm not trying to hype up Tim Wright. They got Trey Flowers. <laughs> He had a it. decent. <laughs> he had a decent year. Tim Wright had a decent year. It absolutely year. sounds like you're trying to hype up Tim Wright. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Tim Wright like never played a snap yeah. again. After I'm, that I'm trying to. I'm like, trying to justify my pick. No. This is doesn't. We should have done three rounds. Terrible. Terrible. Dark blue gold killing it over Listen, here. Listen, Philly Phil, Philly Dorset. I mean, that's that's a decent. That's a decent. You trade guys, right you guys left Danny Shelton on the board. Josh Gordon, who they got for practically nothing, and. That Though count. it ended poorly, they traded a third round pick for Josh Gordon, didn't they? They got him in a in a fifth back. No, they traded a fifth for Gordon and a seventh. Okay. So, like yeah. nothing. And then Trent Brown again. They just traded for him this offseason. right? He's going to be the starting right he tackle. He can't be on the draft twice, though. I will. I I, I, I would have done. Yeah, you're damn right, Ken, and he will be my <laughs> final pick. I am now having Ted Washington, Trent Brown, <laughs> Silver Salinga, and Danny Shelton. <laughs> I am taking up the ent- from sideline to sideline. You cannot run on me. I literally, I am taking up the entire line of scrimmage. So Brian is forfeiting Bill Belichick and Akib to leave so he can get a couple <laughs> thick boys. I like it. Listen, I'll trade one of mine for 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 Belichick. That's fine. That's a trade. That's a trade. Two I trades. want. I'll be. I'll Bill be on the next moving Trent Brown, Trent Brown and Ted Washington around. That's my that's my entire roster is Bill just moving large chess pieces around. Am I am I the only person that thinks the Josh Gordon trade worked? Like they they got like six touchdowns out of him. That's pretty good for a fifth he round was, pick. He was pretty good. He, he, he was he was he was fine. Like he, yes, he, he, that, that X receiver position in this offense. We we know how tough it is uh, to play. Obviously, um, given the production. Uh, but he just, man, he just never, you come in with expectations that we shouldn't have had, but you know, the player that he was for that short period of time, uh, you know, thinking that maybe you could see flashes of that again. And, uh, and we never really saw it, which kind of sucked. I mean, that's the, the hard thing is that there's so much talent there that just wasn't ever, that wasn't realized, unfortunately. And, you know, dark blue gold says it here too. Like Dorset might actually be a better trade than. Than the than the um, you know than the Gordon trade. I mean, you're trading a guy yeah. who's never going. I mean, literally never going to play in your team. Was going to be cut, and you traded him for Dorsett, who ended up having you know two decent seasons, three decent they seasons tra- here. They traded Jacoby tra- Brissett for him, right? What? So I mean, Jacoby Brissett for Philip Dorsett, like that's that's a no brainer. I think another uh, another trade I wanted to bring up, but uh, I didn't know if it would qualify. But because I guess maybe it does with the rules, because you're getting rid of a player that was involved. The Richard Seymour ending up turning into uh, Nate Solder was a pretty big one too. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, I mean that's a you know that's one of those trades where it's like obviously you don't want to lose Richard Seymour because he was still a beast and he was a All Pro I think this first year in Oakland. But to get your starting left tackle for um, you know for the for the you know the second part of your Super Bowl run uh is is pretty solid. Yeah. And no yeah, no one will ever two, two rings, right? Two rings, yep. yep. Yeah. No one will ever, you know, think about it, but like the amount of money they saved on Seymour to like you right. how many guys did they sign with that money, you know? Contributors. So yeah. It was like yeah, the Belichick trade. It's 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 right. you know the one of the you know the major 
pillars of the yeah. uh, of what people think of when they think of a of a shrewd Belichickian style move is that was that Seymour deal. You know what's interesting is that I got the impression that Bill. I don't want to cast dispersions here. I got the impression that Bill never really liked Seymour for whatever reason. Um, he, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say like famously, but he like punished him after Seymour like left his dad. Seymour's father died, and he went to like the funeral, and then he like kind of like I don't know if he benched him or like, fought, but he did something where it was just kind of surprising. Like Seymour's gone, but it was still a little strange that like he kind of punished him for being gone from the team, but it's like, bro, his father died. Like he went to the funeral. What do you want me to do? You know, like it just, I don't know. It did. And has, it, could it feels be like there has nothing. to be something more there. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It feels like there there's is, just something between them. You know what I mean? There's also, there's also the story. I believe it was him and Dion branch. They like got caught in Louisville or something and they couldn't get a flight back to new England the night before training camp. So they oh, baby. rented a car and drove back together. And I believe they were like eight minutes late for for check in or something like that, and they they both got in trouble. They both got fined, I believe, something yeah. like that. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's just, a Belichick move. You're oh, eight minutes 100%. late. It's a hundred k, buddy. On that, you know, that's what happened in 09, right? They were late because of snow, and he's like, "Bro, get here earlier." And he's like, "Boo, Adelius Thomas, yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna have to ask Bill about that." Well, you're going to have joker. to ask Bill why you're off the team in like two months. Yeah. What a joker that guy was. But that's, you know, another, again, it's one of those things. So, but the trades are interesting. It's, it's the exercise here is fun because, of course, the majority of these great trades that happen are draft pick for draft pick trades, right? Where they're moving around the draft board. You know, the, the Gronk trade you mentioned earlier, where they trade a second round pick to Jacksonville in 09 for a second round pick in 2010 and a seventh round pick in 09. Of course, seventh round pick in 09 ends up as Edelman. And the second round yep. pick of 2010 ends up as Gronk. They traded a, like a fifth round move pick to move up two spots and take Gronk. But still, right? We got Gronk and Edelman for a second round pick to Jackson. I mean, that's stupid, right? And so, you know, those are the types of trades. I mentioned the Randy Moss trade, you know, where where they trade a first round pick, get a fourth and a first, and end up with Mayo and Moss. And it's like, those are the types of things where they make their mo- the most ha- headway, where it's like they turn those draft picks into something else, right? And yeah. Brian mentioned it too when, you know, Jonathan Cooper – um, you know, they they trade Chandler <laughs> Jones. Legend. They get Patriots and Jonathan Cooper. I mean, they, he they doesn't get, get a, enough trash for being like the worst draft pick of all time. He was like the eighth overall pick. Yeah, he was. Awful. I, I think he was sixth overall. <laughs> yeah, and so started bad. like one game in the NFL. Just he horrible. But I mean, ultimately, they traded him for Chandler Jones, so it wasn't that much of a disaster. I think he's still employed. That. I think he was signed by Dallas last year. No, he was really? not. There is a zero percent chance. I think he might have been. No way, dude. Looking it up, that's quite literally unbelievable. Either that, or I just have no concept of time anymore. You know, like whatever. Yeah, it could have been. It's a, it says former here on the old Wikipedia. So, <laughs> yeah, his, what does it his say? last his last game was July fifteenth, twenty nineteen. He signed with the Raiders and was inactive oh, and released God. in September. Okay, oh. his well, listen. His, you're excused. Last year doesn't count, so you're excused. You know the the last game that he played was uh, November 11th, 2018, against the Bucks. He gave up seven sacks. Oh my god, <laughs> that's unbelievable <laughs> for a guard. That's crazy. That's amazing. Unreal. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you that wrong. Robert Gallery, though. I mean, that was a bad one, but he ended up being decent, didn't he? After didn't he like switching a guard or something stupid like that, who he was, was the number who was the guy two they overall pick. For? 
who's the guy they traded for that like ret- or no they signed him. This was a couple of years ago. They signed him. He retired immediately yeah, and then, then signed with someone else. With Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Bay Valier. Valier, yeah. yeah. What a douche. Was. By the way, great story here. Uh, Dark Blue Gold hits up Craft uh, buying Foxborough Stadium. That's one of my favorite stories of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. I could write a whole, we could have a whole podcast about that, about how um, Michael Jackson, the Jackson Five, actually saved the New England Patriots. It ruined saved the Patriots Sullivans. Just... Saved Patriots football. That's what happened, right? That they, they, Went bankrupt and and the stadium went into bankruptcy and Kraft yep. bought the stadium in bankruptcy. Signed a ten year deal that was like you can't leave. Had to pay. Have to play every single home game in Foxborough Stadium for the next ten years, and then would not be bought out of his contract. And that's how he ended up buying the team. So it's just like stuff like that. You're like, wait, what? Are you sure? Like that's what? And it's like it's it's unbelievable how things like that happen. But that's like one of the coolest stories ever. You know? Yeah, that's a very SB Nation thing too. Like the the guys at, at Secret Base, they'll do like a nine part series on the Seattle Mariners. I, I was watching it the other day, yeah, and it was like so good. It all started because like some guy burnt a stadium down in like 1936, and that's how the Mariners were born. It's like, oh, okay, all right, unbelievable, sweet, foolish. They are oh, doing no. the Falcons. Can't oh, wait. the Falcons! Oh, baby, twenty eight to three. How are you gonna figure that one out? Yikes! So, anyways, all right, that's it. I think we're done. Um. Training yes, camp sir. next week. So we're not sure what the schedule is going to look like next week. I'm going to be in Maine. So I've been instructed that I probably shouldn't take my podcast stuff with me. Um, we get it. You know, we get so, it. but well, I might call in. I might call in like Brian's doing. I get the little egg, get the little egg emoji there. Yeah. Well, you know? professional, professional football journalist Ryan Spags will be at training camp. Um, and and exciting. I'll, I'll be here. Spags. Yeah, Big, Big J Spags, Lil J Keegan. I'll be at home. Hey, he's got, he's got the check mark. He might, we, he's got the check mark now. Yeah, I, I think I'm just gonna stay on the phone with him all day, and I'll, I'll report from Spags's phone uh, from Foxborough. So we'll we'll figure out something next week. If if Spags can't make it, I'm gonna read the Dynasty just live on the stream <laughs> to everybody, and we're all gonna have a grand time. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So yeah, we'll, and we'll see what happens. Again, we might go live. You know, maybe Friday night or. Sat, right. even Saturday, like who knows? But it, it's kind of silly to go live on Wednesday after one day of training camp. It's like, what are we right. doing? You know, we got two more days of training camp, and obviously we got we got stuff coming through. So, uh, so it's exciting, exciting times. Oh, they did announce uh, joint practices, which are exciting. We already knew about the one in uh, Philadelphia, but now we're getting the Giants here, which is which is here, but it's an away game, which is pretty cool. Um, it's pretty yeah. cool for the for for the fans. To, to get that joint practice at home um, and not in New Jersey, which is pretty nice. So, uh, so I'm I hope that. I hope the Giants fly with the Patriots on on aircraft. That'd be pretty cool. And in like twenty years, the stories got oh man, good stuff. So good. Especially like, like Belichick with all the Giants guys yeah. and Joe Judge is there. Like, bro, that'd be Belichick just gets them all in the middle of the plane, tells them about like Carl Banks and Lawrence oh, Taylor. He's God. like, you guys, you guys don't know Lawrence Taylor was the greatest football player of all time. Man, the story, bro. Taylor telling that story about uh, who was it? Someone was talking about the defense of uh, the linebacker room, and I forget who it was, but you know, it was the linebacker room, and, and they were waiting to start. And they're like, Coach, what the hell is the holdup? Like, how come we're waiting to start practice? And LT like finally walks in and he's like, All right, we can start, we can start the meeting now. And the like, yep. meeting doesn't start until LT gets here. <laughs> this is so good, dude. That freaking guy. Oh my god, what a legend. LT who won an MVP on crack, people yeah. forget. Decently the good. only guy to do it that we know of, at least. So, right. um, but anyways, so, <laughs> so, um, but yes, so 
we are completely 100 yeah, off the rails but, uh, let's end this that. before we say something crazy uh brian thanks for coming out we appreciate it uh just tell people where they can i mean people should know where you are anyways but tell people anyways yeah all over uh pat's pulpit but you know but with you know my face on it instead of like an egg uh <laughs> When you have an egg like this, you're allowed to say whatever you want and have, have no repercussions, so it's great. Um, but yeah, we're going to be really ramping up, obviously, all the content um, here on the YouTube channel. Um, we're going to be adding a, uh, a film room show with me and the one and only Taylor Kyles. Um, okay. And, uh, and we, we got some cool stuff. Um, yeah, this season's going to rock. It's going to be really cool. This YouTube channel right here where... Uh, anybody is watching? Uh, well, there's no, it can't be anybody watching now after uh, after our last five minutes. But um, oh, we got four viewers still. Hey, there we go. Shout out Dark Blue um, Gold. Ride this or die. Is, this is hey, what's up? This is going to be uh, where it's at this year, and uh, it's going to be the big focus is um, really giving Patriots fans a place uh, to get some unique video content. Um, so yeah, everybody keep your keep your eyes peeled to uh, pass pulpit on youtube and smash that subscribe button yes sir right. yes sir we love it so anyways that's what we got thank you so much for coming in and uh, again i know practice hasn't started but rookies are in the building it is officially football season